All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Coming in hot is presented by Botano. The game starts now. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Bobby Ryan remains on vacation. I'm your local podcaster, Brent Wallace, and he's the smartest <laughs> man in hockey, Jason York. Yorkie, uh, the summer's heating up, and so are the words off yes. the ice with the Ottawa Senators. Okay, before we get into this, you, cha- you changed your Twitter handle to local podcaster. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. How'd you do that, though, and keep your account? I didn't know you could do uh, that. You, well, now that you don't have verified accounts, you can change whatever you want. Oh, you can do whatever you want. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. So I, I lost it. my check mark uh, the day I got laid off because I changed my uh, my name. So good for you. Uh, yeah, I didn't think TSN Wally would still work very well. Yeah. Although, <laughs> um, I, you know what's fun? I have. I, I used to have my suits done locally in Ottawa by uh, by a local guy here named Suit Up Tailors and. Uh, they would always put your name inside the jacket. And I was like, well, Brent Wallace is kind of boring if you're going to. So I had them do a couple with TSN Wally. And now I don't know what to do with them. I, can't, I don't I don't feel like wearing them. <laughs> so, I, I was like, kind of like a tattoo, like, isn't it? You get well, a yeah. tat- It's similar to a tattoo. Yeah, like I did everything. I One time my Christmas tree, my first year in Ottawa, my the top of my Christmas tree was a TSN Mike Flash. That was uh, that's that's why you should never get a tattoo, kids, if you're listening to the pod today, because you never know what twists and turns your life may go. Yes, I will not be getting a Yorkie tattoo anywhere on my body. Um, okay, so uh, let's move on, shall we? Uh, by the way, this show is always brought to you by Botano. Um, so Yorkie, 
we were going to discuss a little bit of DJ Smith. We may still get to that. I've been trying yeah. for two shows now to discuss DJ Smith, and there were some. We should. There's some comments that made. He's coming back. We haven't touched it. However, our good friend, as always, Ian Mendez, uh, talked to Jeff Jackson, the agent for Alex Debrinkit. And by the way, I believe the Debrinkit counter may be on fire today. Just a heads up to keep notice <laughs> of the Debrinkit counter. Uh, in the article, uh, there was basically. Jeff Jackson is tired of reading about his client and what his demands are through um, the Ottawa media. I think that's a good way to put it. Um, he reached out to Ian uh, after the reports were Alex DeBrinkett's contract demands holding up trade from Ottawa senators in the post media. Uh, he said, quote, entirely false and without merit. Uh, another quote, as far as I have been advised, there have been no agreement there has been no agreement of any kind on an actual trade involving Alex. And I would require that before entering into actual negotiation. Uh, we are waiting patiently for that to happen. Then he finally added at the end, uh, I shouldn't say at the end, but the key, I think the key quote in all this is agents and players don't make trades. That's the GM's job. I believe that to be a shot across the bow. Uh, of him, Jeff Jackson, who I've, I've spoke with many times and has been very nice to me. Um, he's had enough. I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah. So what, where do you want to start here? <laughs> well, um, first, if your agent is now coming out publicly because it's not something they like to do, it's a, I, I consider it a last resort. Um, that's a lot of built up frustration, first of all. Um, how do you take the article? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, because a lot of people are going to be upset. You could see people now are, have been getting upset at the player, Debrinkit, getting frustrated. But here's what people need to understand. Debrinkit, he has nothing to lose here. Worst case scenario for the player, he can play this season out at a lower rate than, well, let's say the Sens take an herb here, with it, which you're doing, and it gets to that point. He's still going to make over seven million dollars on on route to next year, being able to pick his destination, and he knows the team loves him. He knows the coach likes him, and he knows he's he's going to bet on himself. He's a confident guy, so I know what the player and the agent are thinking here. And and listen, the one thing I will say, agents have to do this. They have to support their their client when things get to this point and and stand up for them, but. There's a little bit of a sly grin there because agents do help in the process when this happens. Agents do go out and talk to general managers and say, "Well, wh wh what could you, what what could work for my client?" Um, and you can and you can help the situation. But right now, with the salary cap the way it is, everyone knows it's going up next summer. So there's going to be a lot more money available for Debrinket next year. Uh, and a lot more destinations, and he probably won't be coming off a, a year where he's a what did he get 27, 28 goals? He's going to bet on himself and say, "Hey, I score over 30." And everyone, he doesn't even have to score 40 if he scores over 30, which he probably should have got last year too. Like, let's be honest, he missed a lot of golden opportunities last year. He probably should have been low 30s. If you're a 30 and above goal scorer in this league, you're going to get paid a lot of money. So, I know why they're doing it. I do disagree a little bit with what Jeff, but I get it. I know why he's doing it. Agents do help in the process. They don't make trades, 100%. They don't make trades, but they can assist. But I just don't think there's 
teams know teams know that Ottawa wants right. to trade him. So right now in the summer, why would they be throwing the kitchen sink at him? Uh, okay, hold on a second. So you said I know what Jeff Jackson's doing. What is he doing? It doesn't seem like you agree. No, I agree with him. I would be doing the same thing. I would be doing the exact same thing if I was Debrinket's agent because obviously there's not a why would he sign for a discount right now? Exactly. Why would he sign for a discount? It but doesn't you, make any sense. You just said he could come back, take a lower rate, and play. He's not coming back taking no, a lower you didn't play in a higher it. tax placed area and be happy about it. Why wouldn't he come back? It's one year of playing no. for a lower rate, and then he okay. gets to go right to free agency and pick his destination. Because, Yorkie, you don't want a player in your room that doesn't want to be there. And don't tell he's me not, he wants to be here. He's not a bad – he's not a dis, – so I'll tell you one thing. He's not the type of player that's going to be a distraction. He's not going to be a disruptor. The players like him. He likes the player. Well, there's a lot. There's well, a lot worse things in the world you can do than go play hockey for seven million dollars. I understand. Not even, I understand. Not even, that's not the not point. Even a, but for not even a full year, there's a game. It's there's going to be a game of chicken going on right now, and it's going to be, hey, I don't make the trades. We'll we'll just come back. We know, okay. like my my client will happy. Like we've never requested a trade. So uh, my point is, it doesn't matter if he comes back and he isn't happy about it. What the problem is, it becomes a constant distraction. So every time they go on the road and they go into another city, they are going to get asked, are you still hoping to get moved? Do you want to get uh, – they're going to ask Brady Kachuk and so on, and someone's just going to be tired of answering these questions. That's what's I, I, going to happen. It is going to become a distraction <laughs> around the group. That's number one. Number two, why – listen, we can go back through all of this, but if the agent has to come out now and start defending – it's because he's tired of all the rhetoric that's been said and written, which isn't fair because it's only one-sided. This should all be quiet until he gets moved. So all the Sens have done with all of the stuff written is lowered his value. And they've turned the fan base against him. <laughs> that, that, that's, well, listen, that's disappointing if, for me. Let's say, it, let's say he does. It, all he has to do is come back. You'd be surprised. You know this. If he, I know if he Alexi Ashley came back. And it was, and it was, I'm not even going to, this is a totally different situation. Totally different situation. The player is in his full right to accept an arbitration say, yeah, sure. I'll come back for a year. You guys traded for me. I didn't really want to leave. Like he, let's go back to the trade. Let's go back to the trade. The player was shocked when he got traded. Mm -hmm. He loved it there. He probably, and all of a sudden you're traded, you're in a new city, you're in an Ottawa and, and you play and you don't get your usual 30 plus goals you have a little bit of a down year and by all accounts the rumors are like he would like to play in a an american city um but he's not the player's not doing anything wrong right now uh the agent's doing exactly what he's supposed to do but i just think i just don't think the the dollar amount's there right now for for what they want because they've probably been talking to some teams and they're saying well why are we going to go sign a long-term deal for this amount of money when we can get more in less than a year like when you really look at it well just under a year you gotta wait till july 1 next year so and you're in a spot where you're running the power play you're the guy that's on the half wall you're going to be on a very good team you love the guys you like the coach so this could turn into a situation where he play where they play where he ends up playing 
and gets traded to the deadline or who knows what happens. Maybe the auto is doing so well at the deadline. They just can't go down that road. You can't risk. You can't risk walking him to free agency. And, and that's, that's, the, that's the issue here. That's the issue. And don't forget too, we're coming off a playoff where big man hockey's back and a team like the Vegas gold Knights just won the Stanley cup with four lines deep of not really um, a, a prototypical sniper on your team and we all know it's a cap copycat league so that might have something to do with why teams aren't jumping the gun to throw a huge long-term deal at a at a smaller player like a goal scorer a goal scorer but um and give something up for him like you're gonna ottawa's ask is a lot because they gave up a lot for him so the ask is big right now and we'll see what the ask is later on in the summer because i do agree wally it is going to be a distraction but it's not as big as distraction as people think. It really isn't. After the media clear out of the room, everyone's gone. The players aren't in the room thinking, oh, shit, I'm going to play this game tonight? I can't, I can't believe that guy asked me about Debrinket's contract. How the, how the fuck am I going to concentrate now? All, all I'm thinking it's, about is Debrinket's contract. Jesus Christ. It's not play. that. It's, <laughs> it's when he hits a goal-scoring drought, when the team starts struggling, any of that stuff, and you just need one more thing to add to the pile – it starts to wear you down and aggravate mm. and it causes I disagree. Friction. I disagree. I, we, we played a whole season answering Yash questions and we had one, of, we had a great season. It's it, the Yash thing is different. If this team gets off to a bad start, there's going to be more people getting blamed. Than Alex to break it. Don't worry. Like, but, like there's, there's a lot more pressure I, right now. Like if the team gets off to a bad start, like, There'll be a lot of pressure on the coaching staff. That's first and foremost. There's pressure on guys all the time. And this will be for sure. There'll be questions. will be going on. But hopefully, hopefully this gets solved. But I'm telling it's the agent and the player, man. They're, I, I, I'm of the opinion of, well, if, if we don't see what we want as far as a dollar amount in the term, yep. we're happy just to play this one year out in Ottawa. And then Ottawa will have to figure something out. And hopefully, the only good thing, Wally, I said this the other, I said this last show. There's a lot of other teams out there that have some. They're under pressure too. They got to make the playoffs. They got to get some goal scoring. They got to figure things out. They don't have the luxury that Ottawa has right now, having so many guys that can score goals, and they're in a totally different situation. So, if you're Pierre Dorian, you're hoping another one of those teams is willing to step up to the plate here. And it 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 still is kind of early in the summer there still is some racetrack to get something done there's lots of time um, but there's still going to be posturing and things going on in the media it's it's, it's all part of it this is, what, this is what makes it fun to follow it makes it fun to follow but it doesn't make it fun when you're trying to get your team set for the regular yeah. season and this is holding everything up it's it's brought everything to a grind yeah it's 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 just it's the thing that, yeah, I, I agree. Like I at agree. this point last year, we're all like July 13th. They signed Claude Giroux. <laughs> this city is on fire. It's mm -hmm. everything is coming together. There's so much excitement right now. It's uh, can we just, can we just, we're just trying to get something. There's no momentum right now. And I want this to get over with so we can now start and get excited about what's ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. But there's always something in the summer, isn't there? Like usually in the summer of, of the business of an NHL team, there's usually one one hurdle a team has to do or fix. or And this is just happens to be a pretty big one for okay. all right now. So they, they have the – I don't want to bring up the Leafs, but it's, on top, it's at the top of my head with the William Nylander <laughs> stuff. 
Yeah, there you go. So, but that hasn't stopped them from signing everybody they can find. I think they're eight million dollars over the cap right now. They're yeah, trying to make moves. The least they're trying lost, to continue the, to con- build their roster. They need to figure this out with Debrinket now and get on with it. It's almost like I, it's at this point. I feel like it's cut your losses. By the way, like I know, I, I know. People listen to our pod don't want to really hear about the Leafs, but I don't think they're as good a team as they were last year after their moves. I really don't. Like, they signed a lot of big names. They signed a lot of offense. But defensively, I do not like that hockey team. I don't like them defensively. Like you, And that's – to compare it to Ottawa's situation, it's a totally different situation. Noah Acheri gone. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly, one of the best face-off guys in the league, responsible defensively. You lose him. Like that was, that's a pretty big loss. You lose him, you brought him in, so he had to do something. Uh, but all the guys, like they brought in some great offensive players. Klingberg, Domi had a nice playoff. Uh, Bertuzzi had that great run in Boston. Um, but defensively, man, yeah, they're going to score a ton of goals. But I'll say this, they're going to be entertaining to watch offensively and defensively because it's going to be a track beat when you play Toronto. Just don't turn the puck over and, and uh, you know, they'll, they'll do it for you. Well, they also did sign former uh, Ottawa Senators, Maxime Lajoie and Dylan Gambrell. I saw they got uh, Gambrell. Oh, there's been a Max, uh, a Max Lajoie sighting. I didn't, yeah. where did he, where was he? In the minors? One point, Carol, yes. Carolina and somewhere. Yeah. I think it was Carolina. I you really remember, like him. He, remember, remember really when when Lajoie just burst out of the gate under Guy Boucher? He had all those points early in the season. He had two and points it, in the first period of his first game. Remember that? Yeah, Boucher loved his dad in the stands. Yeah, everybody loved Boucher, and it was like loved Lajoie, especially Boucher. And it was like it's because he's French. It's because he's French, but he wasn't French. No, no, that's not. the thing. <laughs> I know everyone's like, I just likes him because he's French. Uh, he's not French. <laughs> No, I thought he played really well. I was very surprised that uh, he was good. Yeah, it just goes um, to sh- it just goes to show you though in the in the National Hockey League, when you have a coach that believes in you, plays you, trusts yes. you. Every, people don't understand how good players are in the National Hockey League. It, a lot of it comes down to opportunity and having somebody in your corner, and then you, it's like, wow, I didn't know this guy could play. Well, yeah, well, he's actually playing. <laughs> so that's, that's yes, that's how it works. Yes. The one thing that does, but we always, and we do, everybody does it. Oh, he sucks. He sucks. (laughs) If you watch these guys play in the AHL or in some little league, you'll see how good they are. They're extremely talented individuals. Well, the NHL is, is, is made up of the best players from the teams they came from or or the hardest workers. So it's what people need to understand. It's just, once you get to the NHL, there's already guys in those roles, so you got to figure out, right? How am I going to stay here? So I better make sure that I'm a defensive defenseman or a grinding winger or I'm a penalty kill guy. You got you got to reinvent yourself. Yeah. Like I in my last year junior, Wally, I scored 93 points as a defenseman, led the OHL in scoring. Okay, I go to Detroit's uh, training camp. There's Paul Coffey. There's Nick Lidstrom. There's Vladimir Konstantinov. Brad, I guess I'm not an offensive defenseman anymore. I better freaking figure it out and learn how to place it. Be <laughs> otherwise, better I'll be. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, I'll be down in the East Coast League. Time so to start cross-checking guys in front of the net. You're right. Uh, you're type of guy. Block some shots. Eat a few pucks. You got to figure it out because there's, there's a lot better guys than you are out there. Um, yes, but uh, hey, we should figure. Finish up to Brinkett here. 
Yeah. It's, it's, it's a frustrating situation for sure for the fan base because I get it. People want to see this wrapped up. People want to see the team. Everybody and players do too. Everybody wants to get to camp, get going, get your t-shirt with your slogan for the year, what type of team you're going to be, whatever that's going to be, do some team building and then uh, get off to a great start. So it wouldn't be ideal for Debrinket to sign a one-year deal. So hopefully, hopefully a trade gets done and Ottawa can fill out that, that uh, top six, top nine roster and get a couple players in return. But man, I, I see this dragging out. It's just the, the, the player is going, the player's camp is going to wait for the, they're not going to go to a team and, and unless they love the situation that, that Debrinket's going to go into. Otherwise, he's a year away from free agency. Here, you're, I'm going to go back to it, Yorkie. You don't want the distraction. I can remember Eric I, Carlson, Danny Heatley, both coming in on the first day of training camp, and there was the just the, the energy around that just sucked the life out of the building because you yeah. knew something had to get done. Yeah. You know, Eric Carlson's down the hall waiting in an office to be traded. Danny Heatley's <laughs> not showing up. Like, it was yeah. – you just – you don't want that energy. And I, they got to move them. They've got to move them now and get on with the season. This none of and stop trying. And I'm just I'm frustrated that we've tried to turn the fan base against Alex DeBrinket, saying he doesn't want to be here and whatever. Listen, lots of players make that decision. I don't remember very many people being upset with Matthew Kachuk saying, you know what, I'm not signing another year. And they got he got moved, and now he's a Hart Trophy finalist. And people don't pay any attention to him saying anything. I just let's move on from Alex DeBrinket. And let him be happy playing somewhere else. I think if Debrinket was coming off a forty-goal season, uh, and it would be a little easier right now because Ottawa could could get what they wanted, uh, the player could get what he wanted. So he's he's gonna he, the guy. He wants to bet on himself. It's like, why do I want to sign after coming off uh, twenty-seven or was it twenty-seven, twenty-eight? I keep forgetting 27. twenty-seven. When I'm I'm better than that. Like, why do I want to sign long term when I know I'm a better player than that? And uh, if these guys don't believe in me, these other teams, I'll show them this year. I'll show them what I could do. Like, they'll see the real Alex. Yeah, I know it's not ideal um, that that this is a place I want to be. But hey, I like the guys. I like the coach. I don't mind coming back for a year. I'm just telling you what goes so, through a player's mind. F- fair enough. But I so here's all I'm going to go back to is if you really want to trade him and get the highest value, shut up. Stop talking and <laughs> saying he won't sign for this. He won't do this. He doesn't want to be here. None of that's helpful. Yeah. Don't talk about it and just get the deal done. Do you ever hear Steve Eiserman say anything about anybody? No. Lou Lamarillo always had a rule. If this trade gets leaked out to anybody anywhere, it doesn't happen. Hmm. Stop talking. Yeah. Eiserman's a quiet guy. He's, <laughs> he's learned though, right? There's, you don't hear it from the really good general managers across the league. You don't hear it. Stop yeah. talking. We'll see. Like I said, there's still there's still time here. There's still time. And and the Matthew Kachuk situation, Kachuk, and now it's even more so if you look at what teams around the league are coveting. Yes, goal scoring is a premium. Yes, you need guys that can score, but. It's like the the the, the league has switched because everybody was thinking, oh, the NHL is such a skill league. It's all about sp- speed and skill, and we need guys like this. And now general managers said, hold on a second here. You hear this expression all the time. The ice shrinks in the playoffs. We need guys in the playoffs that can play when the ice shrinks. 
So perhaps there's a little bit of doubt with some inter- like general manager. Okay, are we going to give Debrinket nine million, eight million over eight years? Are we going to commit this, or are we going to do this something else? Like there might be a little bit of uncertainty. Not saying the player is not a, a great goal scorer, but if you're looking what with with guys, it's 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 a copycat league, right? And yeah. and guys like the Matthew Kachuk of the world, those seems to be the guys that uh, the teams are really coveting now. Five time twenty goal score, two time forty goal score. Like he and he should have probably had forty another time. Um, I I trade for him if you can find a spot for him in your roster. I think he's valuable enough. But at nine million, he has to be a first line winger. Does he not? Hundred percent, a hundred percent. When you're spending that kind of money, Wally, you you you're not giving your your second line winger nine million dollars. You're not. It's it he just... would he would have been great for Nashville. Yeah, no, no, but Barry Trotz, if you look at what Barry Trotz is trying to do there right now, yep. um, and hey, I, from everything I heard about Dimrinkit, her, he's great in the room, good room guy, great yes. teammate, um, not a problem, uh, teammates like him, but but Trotz is looking to build a team that's that's hard to play against of, of guys that are, it's it's different, so he's, he's, he's probably not one of those guys right now that wants to pay a player like that $9 million, so, or $8 million, or whatever the number is, it's just... It's tough. He's it's, yep. he's coming off twenty seven. He's coming twenty off twenty seven goals. He scored forty before. So in his mind, he's looking at uh, you know. In the Mendez article, he mentioned Timo Meyer, uh, who's coming off forty. But the other thing is, Tim, Timo Meyer, the big body. He's a big body, and 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 uh, like it or not, um, that's the flavor of the day right now in the NHL guys that can play tight in space, guys that can battle in the playoffs. If you're going to commit long-term to somebody and, and make a guy, one of your highest paid players, you want a guy that you think is going to be a guy that's a difference maker in the playoffs, physically, defensively, a 200 foot player. Yep. Six, one, uh, two twenty for Timo Meyer, uh, 26 compared to, uh, Alex, who's 25 years old. Uh, and anyway, say, it's- and people, and people will say like, well, look at Jonathan Marshall. Jonathan Marshall was a smaller guy. He had he had success. Jonathan Marshall's bigger than Debrinket, and he doesn't make eight million dollars. I think he makes it around five. So, and he's not their first line winger. Like he's 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 uh, and they don't, they don't really have a first line. It's 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 so unique how Vegas is is built. It's like he can throw any line out on the ice at any time, one through four, and that's 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 why Vegas was so tough to beat. And that's why they eventually won the Stanley Cup. Yep, it's because they had smash, smash mouth hockey uh, on their blue line. Yeah, no, I agreed. I agree. Great, great, hey, great, hey, smash mouth, smash mouth players that can move the puck. Yeah, like the best of both worlds. And I just they like weren't, it when you keep they weren't, with me. they weren't overly physical back there, Wally. Like, it's not no. about being. It's just no. It's a bit. It's about. It's about not letting guys to the front of the net. And when you're it's winning one on one battles, it's, it's just. That, it's basically if you're a big defenseman that can skate and move and a defense and a forward's trying to get to the front of the net, if you're a bigger body, you're going to have an easier time blocking him out from getting to the front of the net. It's just, it's as simple as that. And come playoff time, you can go back for pucks while you're being forechecked and hold a guy off. People had no idea who Nick Hag was on Vegas Golden Knights blue line. People know who he is right now. He's six, six. And you can't hit him. You can't hit him. We need a. We need Jared Cowan back. 
No, I don't. <laughs> you need a guy that could skate. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Nick, just, no, here's every people here, just pulled off the side of the road when I said okay, that. Okay, here I'll give you. A, here's the interesting thing with Nick Hag, defensive defenseman for Vegas. People don't watch Vegas. They have no idea who Nick Hag is. Like, oh, this guy's a tough defenseman. He's getting into it after the whistle. He's a shit disturber. He scored 35 goals, 35 goals in the OHL as a defenseman. I watched him play. He was an offensive defenseman. But when he came to Vegas, he's like, oh, I'm not on the power play. That's that's uh, Petrolangelo's job. That's Shea Theodore's job. Well, I'm a defensive defenseman now, and I'm 6'6", so I'll be good at it because I want to stay here and I want to get paid. And I want to win. 6'6", 235. Um, and he scored 35 goals as a defenseman. At 78 six, six. points, 67 games. Yeah. Um, yeah. And with Chicago Wolves, uh, in his second year in the A, first real pro season, uh, he had 32 points, 13 goals. He's got an yeah. offensive upside, but well, of uh, course right. he does. I watched that's him. Just I watched, not his game. Uh, you, but that's the thing. You, you draft guys to come in. They have skills, they can skate, they can move. And then because he's so big, now he's killing penalties and he'll eventually get some power play time. It's just, you look at how that blue line's made up, but just those are the guys you need in the playoffs. That, and that's, that's why big bodies matter on your blue line. It is a good thing I had my AG one this morning, Yorkie. I'm tired of arguing with you. It's exhausting. Well, what are we, uh, arguing, about? What, what are we no, arguing about right now? Just healthy debate. Just healthy well, debate. I'm just uh, telling you. I'm just telling you. Right now, the player's like, yeah, sure. Hey, would you would you play hockey for $7 million for one year with a good bunch of group? Like, come in the room every day, break chucks in there. No, 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 no. If, if, my, if my mind is made up that I'm not signing, I want out now. My mind, my nothing, my heart, my head, nothing is in Ottawa. I want to go now. Because family reasons... Everything else needs Family. to smooth over. Family reasons used to be the best trump card for everything. I used to have a saying: right. if you if you want to get out of something, just say family reasons. Yes, and you're, good. you're gold. Hey, was, uh, yeah, you, I, I saw you, it the other think, day. They fired you, a coach. You think you can come over tonight, Wally, and watch my dog? He's sick. Sorry, I can't. Uh, family reasons. Family reasons. Okay, okay. I, I'm not, I, you don't even want to ask. You don't even want to ask if somebody says family reasons. Well, you're afraid to find out said, what the answer. You're afraid to find out what the answer is. What the, yes. family reasons could mean anything. Could be you're like, oh, that's sorry to hear that. I hope everything's okay. Talk to you yeah. later. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, I don't know. Like, I what do you put up? What, what if you, if you're putting the number on this getting done before training camp? It's still so murky right now. Um, I'm I'm fifty fifty right now. If if it gets done before camp, flip a coin. I hope it does. I hope it does for the sake of, of what's going on with the Senators because there's there's so much to be excited for. There's so much to look forward to with the goaltending so, situation and new ownership and, and the way Stutzla played last year, Kachuk, Giroux, the defense core. And the, yeah, I agree. You don't want this lingering. You don't want this spilling over into training camp. So hopefully it does get resolved. It's just the one thing I will disagree is he, the agent does have to help out. He does. He doesn't make the trade, but he does have to help out. He's got a behind closed doors. The agent makes calls and sees who's interested. Yep. And yep. It, it, it's, it's gotta be a combined effort. I, I totally agree. Now that I guess, is there a shock that not more teams are lining up to make this deal? I understand no. cap issues, obviously, 
Um, but you have a superstar potential talent just sitting there. Well, the ask is high, right? You, uh, what was but, so you've got to come down at some point. Look at Jacob Chikrin. The ask was ridiculous at one point. It mm -hmm. felt like they wanted like three first round picks. You've got to figure out a way to do what's best in the long term for your organization and for the player. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Yeah, but you just fresh off a draft where the they gave up the seventh overall pick in a really strong draft, and other, other we were drafts. told the draft wasn't very strong. No, come on, it is one of the best drafts in a long time. So you're not going to go make a deal right now where you're you're not you're not getting some pretty good value back in return. You're just not. So um, am I surprised the Jabrinkits? No, I'm not surprised because people now are looking at the playoffs that just happened and are saying, okay, do we want to give this player, uh, make him one of our highest paid players? And there's still some other moving parts to go around in the league. Like Toronto's trying to figure out what they're doing with Willie Nylander. Yep. Um, Philadelphia is still trying to figure out what they're going to do. I still think Washington could be in the mix. They missed the playoffs last year. They got to do some things. Uh, we heard Carolina. Um, so, don't forget too, like when did the Matthew Kachuk situation finally get sorted out? That that was later in the summer, wasn't it? I don't feel it took very long from when it became public to when it happened. It, ha it, it, it didn't happen around the draft. I believe it happened closer to the end of the summer. Don't quote me on that, but I, th I think it lingered for a while. Well, it just um, it came right after the Johnny Goudreau stuff, right? Yeah. July yeah. 22nd. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully we're not talking about this in another uh, two months from now. God, please. Um, trying to figure out uh, when Goudreau was actually dealt. See how much further it was. But uh, that's, that's going to be an, that's going to be an interesting situation in Columbus. Oh my. Babs, Babs has his work cut out for him. <laughs> like he's, he's got to go in there. I watched Columbus play last year, 
and they were horrendous. Like they were a Apple turnover machine, no structure, uh, terrible. Like, and, and he's got to go in there and, and basically he's got to, he's got to start from scratch there and, and, uh, and figure it out in a hurry because they they were atrocious last year. So, man, that's going to be interesting to watch. Like Boy, some player, some players are going to be shipped out of town there. There's gonna, there's going to he when Babs yep. comes in, he likes to do drastic things right away. The reason I know this because I was in Anaheim when he got his first job, and when he came in there, I think I told you this story right away. Three of the veterans I didn't like were told to practice uh, by themselves, not with the team. You guys go on the ice by yourselves. You're not allowed at training camp. You were one of them. Yes, I was. Yes, I was. Denny Lambert, who had like 30 fights the year before. So, um, no, I'm keeping an eye on that situation because everyone's saying, well, he's going to come in. He's going to be softer. He's going to be like coddling guys. Oh, it's okay. We're going to be a better. No, no. that's that's He's he's not going to go off on guys, but there's going to be drastic measures are going to be taken there. If you lose seven games in a row, I would think perhaps the old Babs comes back. The old Babs, where he takes a player in and he says, so <laughs> tell me which players that you don't think are hard workers or, or guys that you wouldn't have on the team. And he writes down the players. And then you have a meeting and you say, oh, by the way, Mitch Marner says that you guys suck. <laughs> Yeah, there's a there's a long list. You know what? I will say Mike Babcock was always extremely good to me when I covered him at the Olympics. Uh, Obviously covered him during cup finals, uh, even when I just saw him in Detroit. He was very good to me. I I have no issues. However, I don't know of one player that's ever said a good word about him. Yeah, yeah, not me neither. Like, and Aaron Ward is very vocal, obviously. Uh, Wardo, oh yeah, Wardo Mike, is, yeah. Mike Commodore yeah. was another guy. Um, there's lots of players, and of course, uh, Holmstrom. Was it Holmstrom in Detroit that he just tore apart all the time? Um, see, I, I see, I, I, I don't, I don't like him, but I understand him. Like, here, here's the thing: I had a coach in Major Junior that makes Mike Babcock look like a cupcake. I had Bill LaForge. And I'm a firm believer that without Bill LaForge, I wouldn't have made it to the NHL because after going through what I did in junior with him, I could take anything. It's like, really? You think you're tough? Like, come on, this is nothing. (laughs) Give it to me. Give it to me. Come on. That's nothing. That's all you got. So it depends. And certain players can't handle it. It's especially now. It doesn't have to be that way. I know it doesn't, but old school coaches, that's the way it used to be. Uh, Nowadays, you, for sure, but it can't be that way now because the players have too much power. Like the players, are, no, just... I've seen it <clears throat> not in the NHL level, but I've That's seen I'm... it at yeah. junior levels. The yeah, be- because stuff that's being said is still <clears throat> from the 1980s. Yeah, it's not as bad as it used to be, though. But the thing with junior players is <clears throat> they're not making money, they want to get to the next level. The coach has so much power yep. where it doesn't yep. work at the pro level anymore because the players are just going to. It's the old thing with the the job of a head coach. I've said this before: is you got you got three groups on your team. You got one third of your team that really likes you. These are the guys that play power play. They're happy. They're producing. They like you. Then you have one third of your team. The guys are getting scratched. Guys in the fourth line that hate you. 
they hate you. And you're usually getting called out and the, the yelled at in practice. One third hates you. One third loves you. Then there's another group, the one third. They're kind of like go with the flow. They're like Switzerland. So the job of a coach is to make sure that Switzerland doesn't go to the bad side. Because when that happens, when, when that one third goes with the group of guys that are always, you know, those guys, you come into the room, Wally, mm-hmm. you're, you're, co- you're covering the team. And the, one of the players says, I fucking coach. He's fucking brutal. I can't believe this guy's playing. Why is he playing? And it's negative. And you know that guy. There's always that guy on the team. And then that guy gets more guys to come to his camp. Then all of a sudden you got three quarters of the team that hates you. And then you start losing your fire. So that's the, the coach has to be able to make sure Switzerland does not sometimes, go to the bad side. Sometimes there are surprise trades uh, to the outside world that aren't surprise trades whatsoever inside. Right? Oh, yeah. You know, all, yeah. All of a sudden, oh, I'm shocked they moved him in January. Oh. Mm, don't be. <laughs> don't be at all. Uh, we got some uh, work to do here. Uh, yeah. This show always proudly presented by our good friends at Patano. Uh, visit patano.ca or download the app. Uh, the award-winning app is state-of-the-art, the most user-friendly and advanced betting app for your mobile or tablet. Have the amazing world of sports with you at Patano. Hundreds of live betting options and events. Try same-game parlays, bet builder, live in-game betting, and the most competitive odds in the market. Patano, our good friends, the game starts now. And Red Fruit Pro, the original hockey tape. Uh, always good, easy to tear with your hands. It is moisture resistance, helps with puck control, and it is the ones the pros use. You can see it in every single NHL locker room you go in, available at all major retailers on the web. You can look them up at renfrewpro.com. It is the one, as we know, with the green core. Free Tape Friday. Um, give them a follow at Pro on Instagram. Don't forget to tag your teammates for unlimited entries and share your story for 10 bonus entries. I will say, if, I don't know if they do it, but if you ever get a chance to take a tour of the factory in Renfrew, it's really something to watch them yeah. actually just make tape. Um, all right. So for 35 years, BEI, Bonsher Excavating Inc., has built a reputation on providing great service and unmatched quality of work. And now they're unveiling BEI Homes. Um, Escape the city and the big city price tags and relocate to the Wren development in um, just an hour west of Canada. You can enjoy a vibrant small town atmosphere with the modern conveniences, walking distance to the beachfront on Muskrat Lake, uh, detached homes with 70 foot frontage and water and sewer. There's also semi detached homes, with plenty of affordable options, uh, starting as low as $500,000. Trust a quality builder. Visit bonishyourhomes.com. And also go to AG1 and use uh, athleticgreens.com slash coming in hot uh, for a free coupon. All right. Mm -hmm. And Renfrew Pro, by the way, 15% off your order if you're uh, ordering online. Go to renfrewpro.com. Nice. Never have (laughs) enough tape. (laughs) My son, I don't, were were you a every time on the ice taper guy? Uh, Yes. Yes, not for practice, but after every period, retape the stick. Sometimes during a game, because I was a big guy on going stick on pucks. So you jab at the puck, stick. I, I love a freshly taped stick. Some guys don't I, care though. Like I McDavid, know, how about Mc, your son and McDavid? You see McDavid stick during the game? It's all like hanging off it. Oh yeah, it's like the best player in the world. And hey, if he could do I, oh, it, yeah. Yeah, that's that's what you should say to your son. Hey, McDavid, look at him. He's fine. Yeah. Quit quit wasting all my money. My God OCD 
wouldn't let me have that piece of tape just flapping there and it just would bug the hell out of me. <laughs> I know. But if you're using black, yeah. uh, you're a, you're using black tape, if I'm not mistaken, I'm a, or you I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I was black tape, but then I went to white tape on the blade because I'm not fooling any goaltender. I'm not disguising the puck from the point. <laughs> I just, I want to be able to see the puck as clearly as possible. So I like the contrast white stick tape to uh, black puck black. I just, yep. I, I need it. I need it. I'm not good enough not to do that. Well, I just always found the black tape um, tore easier or disintegrated easier or whatever it is. It's just not as strong or as heavy as white. I'll tape. tell you, I'll tell you a funny story. Like my eyes, when I played over in Switzerland, I had to make a huge adjustment because when you're looking down at the puck, there's so many sponsors on the ice. Yes. So like the whole ice is covered with sponsorships. So you're stick, you're carrying the puck. I where'd it go? Oh, shit, it's a black sponsor. I can't say. Okay, there we go. White ice again. It's like, <laughs> it's, and, then, and don't get me started about the helmets and uniforms over there. Oh. The, hey, the NHL's already started. We got the sponsors on the helmet, the whole thing. I'm all for it, man. Any way you can make some revenue, get those, get those, uh, get those companies on there. I don't have a problem with all the ads. In yeah. fact, and probably because it's different. I like it because you don't see it as much here. But if you look at NASCAR track suits or fire suits, they're yep. covered. No one's yep. like, oh, my God, they get too many advertisers. Like we put advertising everywhere. I, I don't see if you know what? If you put five advertisers on the jersey, I don't care. I, I, it just doesn't have any impact. You all look the same. So it's basically you all have the same look. You're the same team. You just got a couple of ads. I, who cares? We They were giving us on my swiss team you had a you had a sponsorship it was like a sticker you put on the bottom part of your stick the top part of your stick <laughs> we had it side of the helmet front of the helmet shirt, oh the front middle low corner shoulders everywhere we had them on they even had the sponsorships on our socks so the front of the yes. socks i think we had i don't know some i forget the name of the company probably skoda or something like that it was just plastered I everywhere I bought, uh, I went to the world championships in 09 and I really wanted for a beer league. I wanted a European Jersey full of the ads. Yeah. And so I was finally, I was SC burn. Uh, yep. I, I was able to come up with, so I've got one of those <clears throat> SC burn caller. Yeah. SC uh, burn is one of the best hockey venues in the world. Hold 17, hold 17,000 fans. And they've got up in the top level. They've got this giant drum. And there's this guy with no shirt on and he he's playing these drums during the game. And like, and they're really loud that the mics on them and the whole crowd is standing and chanting and singing guzzling beer, great atmosphere in there. But one of the weird things about that and smoke and, and smoking Wally, here's the other thing. Oh my you're God. Not, don't even you're not, you're not allowed to smoke, but everybody smokes in there. So we used to have a joke in Lugano after our games I'd take my, my sweater off and I'd say, I'd smell it. And I'm like, yep, smells like an ashtray again. And we're sitting there breathing in these fumes all game. We Crazy. did um, one of the worlds in Zurich, at the Lions uh, building, which by the way, York, you, as you know, it's like all made of wood. Um, yeah. And, and the intermissions, the guys, the guys, everybody smokes in the bathrooms. <laughs> so you come out from the intermission and there's like a blue haze halfway just hovering over the ice oh. it's just it's horrendous i i do you want to know not put an end to this a little bit off top you know you all know what's horrendous i just got back from new york 
My God. Is pot legalized there right now? It's not. But when you walk downtown New York, the entire city <laughs> smells like pot. Pot and garbage. It's a nice mixture yes. between pot and garbage. My God. And when it's hot, like everywhere I'm walking, I'm like, oh, my God. It just smells like pot here. Just it's like it's crazy. Okay. Um, I'm going to tr uh, try to reel this back in. Uh, DJ Smith. <laughs> Our last topic of the day. All right. So uh, we yeah, we meant to get this for a couple couple of days now. Um, so DJ Smith is coming back. Yes. Uh, which isn't a surprise, Yorkie. When you get to uh, July, you know there's a new ownership group coming in uh, and there hadn't been any changes leading up. You know that they're not making a coaching change who's got one year left on his deal, right? You let everybody kind of settle mm -hmm. and let this play out. So the fact he's back, not a big surprise. Also, let's give him some credit. He turned the team around to their best season they've had under him in four years. Uh, a 524 winning percentage, 39 wins is the most in excuse me, I think six seasons or something. So uh, I'm going to say you're not surprised to see uh, DJ back behind the bench. Well, we talked about this. I, I said this during the season. I, I said I wouldn't fire him. And, and here's the thing. The head coach, this is what people need to understand because everybody always criticized DJ Smith. Well, his systems and his tactics and the Sens aren't great defensively. They, they dump the puck in too much. I'll tell you the main job of the coach in the NHL is to motivate and inspire and get the most as far as effort out of your players. I'll ask you all, do you think, do you think DJ Smith gets that out of his players? I do. So you look at a staff, each, each NHL team now has about four assistant coaches. So the, the main job of your assistant coaches, you have one coach does a power play that's Davis Payne, who's done a real nice job with the Senators as far as their power play goes. Jack Capuano runs the D and uh, responsible for penalty kill. And they also have Bob Jones. They have a video coach. And by the way, just a little shout out to Bob Jones. I know they're doing a, a an in event for, for Bob in uh, in Windsor. Bob Boogner, DJ. It's going to be awesome. So uh, Alex Debrinkit. Yeah, yeah, there you go. The bad guy, Alex Debrinkit, is going to show up. So <laughs> he's, uh, you know, just goes to show you what he thinks. So um, anyhow, a little shout out for Jonesy, who's a, I used to play against Jonesy, and we all know what he's going through right now. So um, yeah, back to DJ. Hold on one sec. I just want to throw out the date uh, yes. when this is happening. Uh, it's on August the 12th. It's all in for ALS, Jonesy's yeah. game. Uh, it is at the... WFCU Center in Windsor. Uh, yeah. So you can get tickets. So anyway, that's August the 12th. Yeah, it's going to be an all-star game, and they've got Brady Kachuk's playing, DeBrinkett's playing. Yeah. They've got a lot of guys. A lot of pros have come out of the Windsor Spitfires program. That's, uh, that's Taylor actually, Hall. Taylor uh, Hall. And, and Gabe uh, Velarde, who just uh, recently got traded. Cam Fowler, Zach Cassian, Mikhail Sergachev. Yeah. Um, it's, so... I'll tell you what, Bob, Bob Jones is one of the best guys in hockey. I know Jonesy because I played junior against him. He was the captain of the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds. Great guy, great teammate. Spent a little time with him in Adirondack. He's one of those guys, Wally, that lights up a dressing room. As a player, he was just such a good room guy. No surprise, he ended up being a coach. And just horrible thing he's going through right now. And, uh, man, yeah. uh, our heart's with him right now. But full respect for the guys who are doing this. So yes, a lot of people don't know this about DJ is D 
DJ started off with the Windsor Spitfires as basically their second or third assistant coach. I remember when I was playing in Detroit, I would stay in Windsor in the summer and DJ would be there all summer training the guys that were in town in the gym. He'd go to the gym every day with them and work the guys out. So he started, like he worked his way up to assistant coach and then went to Oshawa. We all know we won a Memorial cup there with the generals and assistant coach and has worked his way up to here. So I'm not surprised he's back because I'll guarantee you guys like Brady Kachuk went in there and said, I want DJ to stay. Like I would, I would think that converse, I don't know for sure, but he's got the respect of the room. He's going to get another opportunity to come back. If he gets off to a bad start, it's not going to be good, but I wouldn't mind seeing what he can do with a team now that's a little older, a little more mature. You got a better defense core. Uh, Tim Stutzla now has uh, an outstanding season behind him. Everyone's older. Everyone's wiser. You got some goaltending. So let's see. Um, and like I said, the main job of the head coach is to inspire and get the most out of your players and get them to work. The one thing about the centers, they don't get outworked. You could say maybe they get out schemed sometimes. Maybe they don't play the most responsible game at times, but they don't get outworked. And that's to me, that's what you want your coach if yeah. I was going to do any kind of change, I would bring in another assistant coach um, to maybe change that look up a little bit, bring in some new ideas, bring in some support. Um, that's what, what I would do if it was me. Um, but I'm not surprised he's back. Give him a chance. Let him come back and let's see what he can do. Okay. So York, I had a question for you before I, I'm going to use a quote from DJ in a sec, but the, a question for you is, so we all on the outside see this team struggle defensively. Uh, we've had ex-players say, I don't understand what their defensive system is or how they do it. <laughs> Nobody seems to understand defensively. Goaltending hasn't been great. I I'll give you that. Uh, defense has been suspect with their personnel. I give you that. But if, the if there's so many people questioning this defensive system, why are we not changing it? What are we missing that they're sitting there as a coaching staff going, don't worry, this is going to, it's going to be fine. Well, when I, I think I watched about 78 of the games last year, pretty well all of the games. When I watch the Ottawa Senators, when things go wrong, to me, it's not necessarily systems. It's, it's, it's blown assignments. And blowing your assignment, like if a forward comes out to the point and doesn't take the right route, and lets the and lets the defenseman get to the middle of the ice and, and make a, and make a play in that. That's not that's not a system. That's just a player not doing the right thing. So how do you change that? You got to make players more accountable. And you really and you heard this the other day. You have to focus in on little things, habits, little things like stick positioning on the forecheck and the D zone, um, not losing your assignment. Like we say it so much. What's your system? What's there's only so many systems you can play in the league. Like yeah. there's only so many four checks. There's a one, two, two, there's a two, one, two. You can stay back and a one, three, three defensively. You can play a zone. You can shrink the zone. You can play man on man. I'm, I'm personally not a fan of man on man because man on man can blow up for, for you in a hurry. To me, it's just, it's the senators have been inconsistent and at key moments in games, they turn pucks over and they lose assignments in their own zone. They back check hard. They back check hard. They four check hard. But it's it's key moments. They make big mistakes. 
And for them to, to get to the next level, they have to stop making those key mistakes. And some of those are due to inexperience. Like, let's be honest here. You look at that team last year, and we talked about this to death. The center ice position last year for the Ottawa Senators. Look how the inexperience, how inexperienced that group was. Josh Norris was your most experienced centerman, and he got hurt. Tim Stutzla, as great of a season he had, he didn't get off to a great he didn't get off to a great start defensively. I remember talking about him on the show. He was blowing assignments all the time, losing coverage. And what what do you expect? Like it's a young guy coming into the league, and hey, guess what? You're our number one centerman right now. So what do you think's gonna happen? You're gonna make mistakes. And if anything, they started the season. I, I thought they started the season with a roster that that wasn't ready to to be a to be a, a, a playoff team. They didn't address the blue line, uh, and then they had the they had the injury with Norris, and then all of a sudden you get off to a bad start. Can you blame coaching for that? Yeah, you for sure some of it, but I, I look at the bad start more to the fact that they were just so green down the middle. And those matchups you're having early on in the season. And I credit Stutzla for how he turned things around. And that's the sign yeah. of, of a kid that's going to be a star. Like people forget that he had to learn on the job and he really didn't start taking that next step till later on in the season. Remember he, he wasn't put killing penalties at the beginning of the season. He wasn't out there um, going against the other team's top center. And then all of a sudden he learned on the fly, he learned on the job and then he ended up, becoming the player he had and we'll see uh <clears throat> this year it's it's I, i'm excited to see him come back again next year so um anyways my rambling way about it yeah. is I, I i i blame a lot of the the reason for the poor start last year was that's that middle of the ice for ottawa was so inexperienced so green your chances of winning with that group of centermen to start the season it, it wasn't good and you look at the blue line, it, it, it wasn't a good enough blue line right away. You talk uh, about accountability and all that stuff. And uh, DJ Smith speaking with Ian Mendez, who's done phenomenal work this summer. Um, we're using another quote from his article. Uh, he spoke to DJ at the draft and said, um, the biggest thing is details. It has to be tightened up. The accountability yeah. towards small details becomes tighter and tighter as you want to get better. As the players get better, the mistakes have to be less and less. They know better, and the accountability has to be higher. And it's not just me. They are going to hold themselves to a higher standard. They know where they want to go. Just letting guys play throughout, it is not something you have with a team that expects to win. If you're not going, someone else has to take your spot. So going into this season, he's saying all the right words, uh, well, which I don't believe he has said so much in the past. I think this is an understanding that he needs to be coaching different this year. So players, players know when other players are making mistakes. Everybody knows it. Everybody sees it. If a guy turns the puck over, doesn't get it deep at the right time. This, this is especially going to, is going to, is going to hang true for the, for the blue line situation with Ottawa. How many times, and this has been talked about it to death. Did Thomas Shabbat have to play 25, 26, 27 minutes a night? That's no longer the case anymore. Jake Sanderson coming into this season is coming off and it's maybe the best rookie season ever for an Ottawa blue line. Yeah, it was, he was wait until he comes this year. What, how much better he's going to be healthy. Jacob Chikrin, Zub's back. Brandstrom's got a year under his belt. 
Docker's got a year under his belt. Who knows what's going to happen with Hamannick or what else they do? But the, the blue line is is substantially better, much better than the starters. So if a defenseman's back or a turn on the puck is over, no matter who he is, you can cut his ice time back. You couldn't do that before. <laughs> like if I'll just take Shabbat for example. If Shabbat was struggling last year early in the season, remember what we'd say? What are the other options? Well. Yeah. A Shabbat that's playing like this is better than the alternative. So it brings in internal competition pressure amongst the players. And what that does, it makes you better. It makes you sharper. And you just have way more depth. That, to me, is the biggest difference. The blue line for the centers and, sorry, for the defensemen. There's just way more options back there. So that's going to get better. And then with the center ice position, a healthy Norris, like a healthy Josh Norris, and Stutzla coming back as your one-two punch. So uh, Pinto, a year under his belt. Like, you just look. Yeah. Like, there's going to be no excuses. Like, this team has to get off to a good start. We know that. We expect that. Um, it's going to be exciting. Uh, hopefully, the Debrinket thing gets settled. And then and then this, this team has to get off the ground running. All right. So then, what's a good start? Uh, are we talking 500 hockey after the first month of September? Where do they need to be after November? Because we always say the American Thanksgiving is a, where you're at in the playoffs tends to usually end up where this you end up the season. Yeah. Like there's not a lot of movement after American Thanksgiving. Do they need this, to be 500? Do they need to be? No, they got to be over 500. By Thanksgiving, you can't be a 500 team. You got to be over 500. With the construction of this roster, with the defense. Two good goaltenders. And listen, health is health is always huge, right? Yeah. For if sure. this if this team stays healthy, there is this the expectation, at least as far as I'm concerned, this is much better than five hundred. Has to be. Stutzla, healthy Norris, Pinto coming off twenty plus goals. Uh, get the situation with Debrinket resolved. <laughs> Great blue line <laughs> goaltending situation. Much better than 500. This team, to me, by Thanksgiving, is in uh, at least the top eight. Anything under that, uh, not acceptable. If they've got, if if the team is healthy, healthy team. If you're outside, changes will be made. They've got that. Well, uh, and I and, listen, I, 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 and I don't expect this team to get off to a bad start. I just. Like again, health is the big is the big factor here. But I I see this team getting off to a great start. I really do. I see no reason why it won't. Um, roster construction right now with the blue line and everything I stated, it's too good. They're young, they're fast, they play hard, and 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 for all accounts, the only, the only thing is if you don't get goaltending, and at least you have two options here. If one of them's not going, play the other one. So. So okay, I'll make this quick. I just looked like if you look at the teams in their division i are they not where do we think they're at do we think who do we think's the best team in the division right now is it still tampa must be oh it's a great question i i don't where's boston where's florida i don't even want to guess on boston right now right so it's it's like if if they can be neck and neck i I don't know montreal is not better to me yeah. Um, Montreal's not better. I, I see them. I see them ahead of Detroit. Like, where's Buffalo going to be? Look at Buffalo, right? Look at, look at the players they have on their roster. Like they're a young, exciting team. They've, they've, 
they're fast. They got skill. They, they got some big players. They've got, they've got a good thing going there. Is Buffalo going to take that step? Um, <laughs> no, I just, for me, it's, I, I, I see them for sure. If they're not a top eight team by Thanksgiving, there'll be changes. There has to be, but I don't see them not being, if they're not by Thanksgiving, then something, something has gone wrong and then you got to reevaluate. But I, uh, I don't, I don't see that not happening. Uh, based on the way I've seen teams handle July 1st, I think that there is some room for Ottawa to definitely improve there. Right. Like, well, yeah, it's like, you look at, you look at the team. I don't know what type of team Washington is right now. Like they, they kind of seem to be like in a rebuild on the fly. Philadelphia, they're, they're, gonna, they're, they're rebuilding there. Detroit's, I don't see them as a playoff team yet. Um, I, I see Buffalo and Ottawa. I see Ottawa a little bit ahead of Buffalo. Um, so we'll see. I, oh, we we'll see. We still, what's that? Uh, Philip Zadina in Detroit. Yeah. So here's a guy, right, that's picked uh, behind Brady Kachuk. Many people in Ottawa not happy that they didn't take Philip Zadina. And now he's on waivers. Um, I don't think he gets down to Ottawa, which I, has the 11th uh, crack at him. But interesting what they're doing with wow. Philip Zadina. Is that, did that just, that just happened? Happened yesterday. So he'll clear uh, this afternoon at noon. And we'll find out who's claimed him. Yeah, somebody, someone's going to step up and claim him. Like somebody drafted that high. You're going to have you're going to have some scouts that 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 had him and like him that are going to be pounding the table for him, even though he hasn't done anything in Detroit yet. Um, still a young, young player, right? Six overall, twenty three years old. I would be surprised if somebody doesn't take a flyer on him. He's got 190 games playing with Detroit, uh, 28 goals, 68 points. Boy, that's it. Someone's going to, and he comes fairly cheap. I know he's going to need a new deal, but um, that's an interesting, yeah. interesting play there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd want, I don't know if he's the right answer in Ottawa to put on like a third line, but maybe. Do you want, yeah, I don't know. And I'll be honest, I haven't watched a ton of Zadina at the pro level. I haven't, uh, I'm just going off the, the hype and, mm. and the potential, but 190 games, you'd think he'd be, and like I said before, and I'm like, a lot's based on, he did get an opportunity there, but it's what you do when you get the opportunity, right? How do you do, how do you handle it? Certain people take it, grab it, run with it. Stutzler, for example, got yep. the opportunity, got the opportunity to be the man last year. And look what he did. He just grabbed it and ran with it. Some guys do it. Some guys don't. Some guys it takes longer. Some well, that's guys, some that's guys what Steve just, Eiserman said. Like it just and and man, I'm surprised they put him on waivers though, because usually, usually Detroit is the type of team that's just gonna wait and they'll wait and they'll see. And it used to be the old saying with the Red Wings, right? They, we're uh, we like to over Maronite, like over ready. So hmm. they had to make, but they had a decision, right? They had to make a move yeah. here. Yeah. Um, it, I don't. And, I, I, and I don't. Eiserman said. It, well, Stevie said, um, Stevie, like we're best buddies. Um, <laughs> he, he said, hopefully he figures it out at some point. He's just going to need some more time to do it. And maybe he can figure it out with us. If he stays, he'll just end up playing in the AHL. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I didn't see that one coming. Um, no, I, don't, no. I, I don't, I don't know if he's the right fit for Ottawa. Like, do you want to bring in a guy that you're, you're, 
is he the type of guy that, that you have to rebuild and you got to get his confidence back? Is, does Ottawa want to have a guy that they're kind of giving opportunity to or let's see what he can do? I don't know. I, like I said, I to be honest, I haven't watched him a lot, so it's kind of unfair for me to, to comment on him on the type of player he is right now because I have no idea. Just It just sounds like it would be a project. But the interesting – hey, they did it with Nick Paul, though. They gave yeah. Nick Paul all kinds of chances. But Nick Paul had to play in the – but, but Nick Paul played the minors for a while to figure it out too, right? I know, that, but he was able to do that with his contract. But you know all contracts now, after their entry level, uh, when you're that high a pick, you get um, – Yeah. I, so, anyway. He's, it's just there's – like, that's a, that's a weird – that's kind of a weird comparison because Paul is like – he wasn't expected to come in – that's the thing. First with... round pick, Nick Paul. Yeah, he played on the World Junior team. Nick Paul wasn't a first round pick. Am I wrong? Maybe. Nick Paul was not a first round pick. He had the fourth round pick. Who well, you, were you in, were you in New York lately? Breathing in the air of New York, all that pot, <laughs> all that pot, in New York. No, City? it's all the pot in Ottawa. Um, L- L- Nick Paul's not a first. Hundred and first overall. Yeah, sorry, hundred first overall. Fourth round, right? Yeah, he's a fourth round pick. He's a hell of a junior player, but it just uh, took yeah. it, it took him big, big body guys like that that are big and rangy. His skating, Nick Paul's skating improved so much. People have no idea what what Nick Paul did in his summers mm. to make himself a better player. He worked with he was working with Shelly Kettles on his stride all the time, working on his skills with Pat Malloy, working with guys in town here, working with Sean Donovan. Like he. He wanted to get better, and he and and don't forget, he he didn't have the the pressure of being a top five pick on him. It's always pressure, but it's like people aren't saying, "Oh, what's wrong with Nick Paul? Why isn't he here yet? What's going on?" And the media, it's just took him a little while, and uh, now now he's a good now he's a just a real good solid NHL player. Uh, first, yes. Why do you think he was a first rounder? Where'd that come from? Uh, well. Okay, first of all, Yorkie, I got a lot of names I got to try and remember just for you. Uh, and second of all, uh, when he played the World Junior Team, it was just, it's rare. Most of the time, they're all first-round picks. That's why mm-hmm. it just quickly came to mm-hmm. my head. Mm-hmm. And he was drafted like 900 years ago. Uh, 20, he drafted 10 years ago. I can't remember all that stuff. Well, how, how did I remember it? Because you had one name to think of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even supposed to be a stats guy. Oh, I've had enough of you today. Uh, okay, uh, we're back Monday uh, next week. I gotta yeah. travel. So where are you, where are you heading? Uh, headed uh, down south, southern U.S. Oh, nice, nice. A little uh, recruiting trip for my son to possibly go to a hockey academy. So okay, good. That's good. Well, we'll see. Gotta love those prep schools. It seems to be a lot of kids are doing that now. Not a yeah, yeah. We'll see. I, it may not work out, and we'll be back here and all that stuff. But yeah, well, you, I'm trying you enjoy. to use you your drive. Name. You driving? No, just a quick flight. Oh, okay. Well, the plan is, it's a quick flight. It's on Air Canada. I got to go through Pearson. I'm terrified. Uh, you're fucked. <laughs> anytime you go through pearson something just don't whatever you do yeah you don't, don't he's not bringing it. he's not bringing his hockey stuff is he no no okay thank god 
do not check your bags. You lose them for sure. Something's going to happen. Terrified. Yeah. I avoid Pearson now at all costs. Never go through there. I know. I, but the problem with the Ottawa, you can't get anywhere. Well, if you go, if you fly direct, if it's better to take a connection through Washington or something. Just avoid Pearson. I was trying to use my points. Oh, you come on, you cheapskate. Spend a little money. <laughs> anyway, it's gonna it's gonna come back to haunt you, man. I know. I text know. text text me when you're at the airport when you're delayed. <laughs> I'm just gonna send you a grumpy emoji. <laughs> That'll be all you need to know. All right. Uh, good luck on the golf course. We'll talk to you all soon. Right. See you, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Coming in hot is brought to you by Botano.ca. Please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel to never miss an episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.